Mansfield 103.2 Sport with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at local sport with me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris. Well, Mansell Town are five points off the playoffs after their third 1-0 defeat in a row. The boss Adam Murray's remaining upbeat about their position in League 2. It seems like your Cambridge's that have gone the other way coming up now. They'll be looking in a positive manner and saying, look, we're five points off it. You Luton's now will be going, come on, we can do this. We've got to look at it now, is it? Yep, we still can go for this, do you know what I mean? It's not over. The Stags' front line was strengthened this week by the signing of Manny Diasore on loan. There's a lot of competition at uh, Chesterfield, so um, it's been a bit difficult to like uh, state my claim so this opportunity has come around um, I took it with both hands and hopefully I can do my best here and we'll hear from both Mori and Diasore as well as another striker Matt Green in the next 90 minutes there's also news about a brand new under 19s football league that's due to start in Mansfield next season we'll hear from a Stags fan who's taking part in the hardest foot race in the world in the Sahara Desert to raise money for war veterans there's also a chance to win tickets to a Stags game Morris's minute moan and the Sports Talk predictor in another packed show this is Sports Talk then on the home of local sports Let's get underway. Very good evening and welcome to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Hope you're all doing very well indeed. Tim Morris in the studio with us. Good evening, Tim. Evening, Jason. Good week. Uh, good week. Uh, an hour and a half ago, I was going to be Mr Angry and say, what an awful week. Yes. Because of the cricket. You know, <laughs> you're thinking, what an absolute shambles bowling-wise. And then yeah. I'm just left, well, I think gobsmack's the only word. We knew we were good at batting. To do it under pressure, under real pressure like that, amazing. Yes, yeah, so if you've not uh, heard and you're just tuning in, England uh, beating South Africa by two wickets in their second game yep. in the World T20, chasing 228 yep. for victory, which is a high score, isn't it, in 2020? Yeah, something like the sixth highest score ever made in T20 mm. internationals, yeah. And they did it quite well. Joe Root was the one that was the, the yeah, star of the show again. Average two runs of ball, basically, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. yeah, so perfect stuff. And that means now going to Afghanistan next Wednesday yep. morning. They needed to win this one, didn't oh, they? They had, they had to, loss. otherwise they would probably have been out. So probably not until the next game but you know they got very little chance had they lost it Afghanistan no pushovers though after their first game and did no, really well no doing very well indeed the other piece of uh, sporting news uh, as well today Victoria Pendleton finishing fifth yeah. in her race at the at the Cheltenham and again, meeting and again again you know under pressure to deliver you've got to say fair play to her I know mm. the bookies would have taken a massive massive hit had she won, actually won <laughs> the race but it was never probably really likely to be honest well but do you remember when she announced a year ago and went nah this yeah. is just a stunt this is ridiculous that's but, right yeah you know, to come she's worked it. at it she, she's genuinely qualified for it you know she couldn't just turn up like you and me and say I want to ride you have to prove <laughs> that you're good at it she has done that over the 12 months as you said you know and is it a new career for her a long time it might well no, be long term yeah, we might find out very very shortly indeed but let's find out uh, what's been happening in the rest of today's sporting news We start with Mansell signing Manny Diasore, who is hoping to make his debut for the Stags tomorrow. The young striker joined on loan from Chesterfield earlier this week and should go straight into the squad to face Portsmouth at the One Call Stadium. And Diasore says he's been keeping his fitness ticking over in recent weeks. Yeah, I've been playing a few reserve games, but there's nothing like um, a first-team game. So, you know, the tempo's a lot quicker and you just, I just hopefully I can um, give as much as I can with uh, a last, I don't know, 60. I'll come on for the last 30, you know, I'll just give my best and hopefully, um, you know, um, get a goal or so and help the team. Forest striker Jamie Ward says he could be fit enough to face his former club in the East Midlands derby tomorrow. He's had a minor injury recently but may return for the clash with Derby at the iPro Stadium. Ward admits he'll probably get a frosty reception on his return to a club where he spent four and a half years but says he'll look to thank the Rams fans for his time there. Meanwhile, Harry Redknapp insists he's not joined Derby to become the boss of the team. The experienced ex-Tottenham and QPR manager has been brought into the Championship Club as a football advisor. He says final say on team matters will be left to head coach Darren Wassell. Saturday I'll sit in the stand and um, you know, I'm not going to be running down to the dugout or have a hotline to the dugout. I'm going to be after the game with, you know, I'll give him my opinion of what I saw and we'll have a chat about it all. Manchester City will face Paris Saint-Germain in the quarter-finals of the Champions League. City will travel to the French capital first. Meanwhile, Liverpool have got the quarter-final their manager Jurgen Klopp did not want in the Europa League. His old club and cup favourites Borussia Dortmund. Speaking before the draw was made, Klopp says Liverpool have deserved to get this far. We took all, all the games um, very serious and uh, were very concentrated in all these games and, and um, did what we had to do. 
And in ice hockey, Nottingham Panthers are set to have a major say in deciding who wins the Elite League title this weekend. They play the top two sides, Sheffield Steelers tomorrow and Cardiff Devils on Sunday, with their aim being to finish in the top four. Head coach Corin Nilsson admits it's a blow not to be in with a shout of lifting the trophy themselves. Well, we're disappointed, you know, obviously not not being in the, the title race. And uh, it's something I, I feel, you know, if, if we were consistent the whole season long, got consistent healthy goaltending all season long, scored our goals, power play was clicking, you know, we're, we're right there. But uh, even the fact that we didn't have those things I first mentioned, we were, we were still in it. That's your Mansfield Wire 3.2 Sports Update. Tony Del Hunt is back at your local news at the top of the hour. So plenty happening around and about. Derby, first of all, just a brief thing on Harry Redknapp and his role as football Strange. advisor. If you were Darren Wassell, would you feel a little bit... I mean, I know he's... he's there was a lot of concern over last weekend when Derby were 3-0 up and then they made substitu- yeah. substitutional changes and then lost it and then drew 3-3, didn't they? Not the first manager that's happened to, though, over yeah. the years, is it? You know, managers from 4-0 four four up have gone on to lose games. So, you know, I wouldn't think, in fact, his inexperience as a manager should count against him particularly mm. for that. I think it's a strange appointment, you know, a bit of a slap in the face for him in many ways. This is a bit odd, doesn't it, that you get rid of uh, Paul Clement and then you put Darren Wassell in charge for the rest of the yeah. season and then within two or three weeks you, you bring in Harry Redknapp. Yeah. It just smacks of an O. Who's playing with his toys? Yeah, and well, it is Derby Forest tomorrow. So, it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out, and we'll yeah. be uh, discussing that in the sports talk. Yeah, Forest, later on. Forest let me down last week. Every time <laughs> I predict Forest <laughs> to lose, they win. Every time I predict them to win, they lose. Briefly, before we go to our local stuff, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Europe. Only one English team left in the Champions League. That's Man City. Only uh, Liverpool left in the Europa League now. Yeah, but despite that the good news midweek was of course that the um, d- the results elsewhere if you like not involving English clubs meant that next season and the season after there will be four British teams in the Champions League so English teams rather in the Champions League next season I think that was the most important thing yeah. to come out I don't know is it a question do we play too many games which one or two people are saying you have to have some sort of sympathy for mm. the likes of Man City don't you you know go straight into the big Manchester derby this week on the back of a, a massive midweek game when all the people you played against in other countries are favoured by their own FAs. Oh, just, just get on with it. it. In the early get 80s when Liverpool oh, I, I agree. Oh, no, I agree. to play games, game after yeah. game after game after game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, they get pampered too much and they have squads of is it 25 or whatever so yeah you, you have to get on with it but we mm. don't do them any favours compared to the other ones mm. I think it's just you know we don't do so well because our style of football in the Premier League is still different from mm. how they play most other European leagues the, you know possession football is key there in the Premier League it still isn't although it is more than it used to be Ice hockey as well this weekend the uh, Elite League title will be decided at the moment Sheffield Steelers top by two points over the Cardiff Devils Nottingham Panthers play both those sides yeah. over the weekend we'll hear Dave Rose tomorrow night his thoughts what's going on happen. Uh, you'd think Steelers are favourites, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, definitely, after the result last weekend, yeah, I think it's probably gone now for Panthers. It's all about, like any sport, confidence and momentum, and they've just got it at the right time and mm. Panthers have just lost it at the wrong at the wrong, wrong time. Yeah, they're looking forward to the playoffs now, which take place uh, over the Easter weekend. Right, we'll talk more sport very shortly. we got Stags after six o'clock, the brand new guy. What's his name, Tim? Uh, the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> we do get Tim telling us exactly how his uh, name is pronounced. I'll be listening so to that. So listen to yeah. that and learn from it, and then I'll expect you to be perfect for the rest of the show. <laughs> and we'll also be hearing from Adam Murray and Matt Green. Uh, other news today as well, Liam Marsden has gone Go out, out on loan to yeah. McClover Sports until uh, the end of April. You're part of the Liam Marsden fan club, so I'm sure you'll be saying something about that shortly. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about other things at the moment. A new under-19s football competition, the Mansfield Intermediate League, is set to get underway uh, later this year. Interim Secretary Graham Hall says they're hoping to bridge the gap between youth and senior non-league football. A lot of players fell out of football when they got to about 18 um, because they felt they weren't strong enough to play step 7, step 6 football and so we, we thought there was a gap in the um, in, in the programme for football for them. So this is why there's been a discussion in the county to, to look at providing football for 17, 18 nine, and almost 19 year olds that, that aren't quite ready for that step into senior football. So discussions have been well underway in the last few months or so? Oh yes, this has been going on since September, both with the County Football Association and we've had other, other leagues in the county also talking about it, one of whom is the uh, Midland Amateur Alliance, who are also interested in it, but I, th- I believe they, they're looking at going up to under-21s, for instance, to attract, again, to attract players into their, and teams into their, their league, because obviously they found out that their membership is, is, is dropping a little bit, because the youngsters don't want to play senior football. Are you seeing that as a big problem then in this area? I believe so. I think it's a big problem nationwide. I think the, uh, any expert at the county FA will tell you that the biggest dropout at the moment in, in, in football is at 18. 
and uh, probably they re-emerge at uh, probably 21-22 playing Sunday morning football and some of them probably wish they'd have stayed playing football playing active so they can uh, they can carry on aiming to the top so to speak you're never too you're never too old to get picked up by a professional club uh, looking at this league then what is it envisaged to be a, a Saturday league is that the plan the idea is for Saturday mainly afternoon uh, but kickoff times will be flexible uh, clubs will be able to set their own kickoff time but I, I think you'll find that uh, we can't dictate to them no we can't dictate say you'll kick off at 10:30 or you'll kick off at 3 p.m. Uh, we're as flexible as we possibly can and we'll help them with their ability because obviously boys uh, youngsters uh, play I've got games um, other other activities to pursue and obviously got jobs so I presume you've been talking to all the clubs existing clubs in the area about this idea yes I think the existing clubs know about uh, certainly existing under 18 clubs in the Mansfield thing know about it um, we are trying to set up communication with uh, the Central Midlands and uh, Northern Counties clubs who, who may look at this as an opportunity to generate their own uh, youth sections at under at 18s to bring them through to under 19s and eventually introduce them into their own uh, setup at step six, seven level. Uh, and what sort of response have you been getting from clubs? Has it been a favourable one? It's favourable, but uh, I think a lot of clubs have realised it's been a long season and they're trying to get their own programme of games out of the way first. But yes, from a couple of meetings we've had with our, our member clubs, uh, there's a lot of interest and uh, we're hoping to follow up our last couple of meetings with them, with a meeting in the next two to three weeks right. to see how the land lies with them. <laughs> and it's called the Mansfield Intermediate Football League. What's the geographical region then for it? Well, oh, well, the Chad Youth League's uh, radius goes out 25 miles and, of Mansfield. I imagine we're aiming for the same target because of the similar, uh, there's a similar project in Nottingham uh, taking off that the Notch Youth League are, are running, so we don't want to be encroaching on their territory <laughs> and we don't want them on our territory if we can avoid it. Yeah. So basically you'll be talking to all the clubs as we go through the weeks and months to come to try and get as many involved. I presume it'll be uh, next well, August, September time when you're looking for a start of the season? We, we aim to be starting around about maybe the first weekend in September. Uh, depending on the membership, if the membership is high, it'll, it'll start earlier. But uh, traditionally, I think September is around about the time that we'll be looking at. Uh, and obviously, the, the age limit, the lower age limit, is 16 years of age. And obviously, you can't be 19 until after that, after that deadline is gone, which will be, you know, uh, I think. All right, three years is a lot, but uh, some lads, I think, are quite capable of, uh, of, of looking at um, and competing at that level. Yeah, and um, what, what sort of numbers are you hoping for? What would you like to see in this? Initially, we've said we'd, have, uh, we'd be very happy to have one league of, of about 12, but if we get more than that, that's absolutely fantastic. So what happen how do people find out more about this at this moment in time? I suppose if they're clubs, you'll be getting in touch if, they, if you haven't already with them. Yes, well, well, there's information at the moment out on the Chad Mansfield Football League website, but if anyone wants to contact me in the meantime, uh, my details are, are available, and I'll give you those now if you, yeah, if you like. Do you have an email address? Our email address is uh, Hall at... WhatsAppNG20.fsnet.co.uk. Graham Hall there speaking about the Mansfield Intermediate League, Under 19 League. It'll be interesting to see how this one goes, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the take up because, as he said already, you know, at 18 is when there's a big dropout, mm. a relatively big dropout in lo local football and nationally. Will people want to take part in another, in another competition? Will clubs want to uh, have more people on the books to take part in another competition? Wish him well, and it's, it's a good idea, why not? Mm. But. It will be interesting to see how many take it up. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that as we go through the months towards uh, next season. Right, let's move on, shall we? We're quickly uh, getting towards six o'clock. So let's see from Chris Vasper. Mansell Town fan will be taking on the toughest foot race on earth for a great cause in just over three weeks' time. Uh, the Marathon de Sable takes place in the Sahara Desert, and Chris told me how he got involved. I've always wanted to do the MDS. I've followed it every year, uh, and never really thought that I would do it but a friend of mine who I, I've known for 30 odd years he did it last year mm. and I found myself following him and tracking him every day of the event really hoping that he was going to make it and um, that was really my inspiration to, to, to really do something about it this time mm. and so I contacted another friend who I hadn't spoken to for another 20 odd years and said do you fancy doing the Marathon de Sable in 2017 and he said, yeah, he'd love to. And um, then I got an email saying that there were still places available for 2016. 
So I had a quick think and thought, well, if I'm going to do it, let's do it in 2016. I rang my friend back again. He said, okay, when you place your deposit, I'll do it as well. And that night, I had a very sleepless night because I thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I rang him the next morning to say, hang on a minute, let's think about it. And he'd already placed his deposit, <laughs> so I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> and uh, so that was... It's, so this has been a year in the planning for mm. me now. And yeah. I suppose, though, that's probably the best way to do it because you, you've been forced into it now and you've, you've really had to really grasp it by the, by the collar, haven't you? Absolutely right, absolutely. Um, you know, I started... I start, well, we actually started for the 2017 once we decided to do it, which yeah. was in April of last year. Uh, but once in September, when we were given the place for 2016, we really stepped it up. Mm. Uh, so we did um, a long run between uh, uh, Lincoln and Sleaford. That was 28 miles. That was good. Because it, uh, before, when I did the Mansfield Half Marathon, I couldn't walk for three days. Uh, <laughs> so it just proved that the training was working, you know, because I, I did that and no blisters or anything. We wore our packs. We did that in about five hours. Our packs weighed about seven kilos then. And uh, so now I run about 70, 80 miles a week. Um, lost a lot of weight, mm. uh, w which you need to really <laughs> and um so yeah the, the, it's not just the the running it's also the the preparation it's getting all the kit in it's making sure that you we we have to have an ecg we have to have doctor's reports otherwise they won't let you go no. because it is such a strenuous event let's have some numbers then how many days how how many miles uh, how, how heavy is going to be the pack you're going to be wearing uh well um this year's the longest MDS. They've announced it's going to be the longest MDS. Well done. MDS, <laughs> it's yeah. nicely chosen. I thought, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it's going to be 161 miles. Uh, it's spread over uh, five stages, and the first three stages are always just short of a marathon. Mm. Then they have a double marathon stage, which is also run during the night time. So you're in the middle of the Sahara with nothing really you know uh and then after that if you get in fairly you know if you get in within 20 hours you almost get a day off because yeah. then on the last day you have a full marathon and that's the end of the timed part of the mds uh you then have a, another stage which is really just a stage to get you out of the desert and onto the coaches mm -hmm. uh but that's for unicef uh and that's only about 10 kilometers a sort of a six mile run um the we go over everything from uh, sand, uh, huge sand dunes, the biggest sand dunes in the world. Mm. One of the stages is about 15 miles of sand dunes. Uh, you go over salt flats, over jebels, which are almost like mountains. So the terrain is very varying. It's not just about sand dunes. Uh, the pack I'll be carrying is about... Um, about eight kilos at the moment. It's about eight and a half. I wanted to get it down a little bit, if I'm honest with you. Um, and you, you have to be self-sufficient. You have to carry all your own food. They supply you with water at every checkpoint, but even that is rationed. Yeah. You only get a certain amount of water each day. Um, and the temperatures, uh, the hottest day last year when they did it was when they actually went over salt flats, which made it doubly hot, uh, and that was 45 degrees. So it, it, it is a tough event. Just as it, and it, it's a very serious event as well, isn't it? Because it's raising money for fantastic causes and, and, yeah. and so, so forth. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's mainly the British, actually, that do the fundraising. It's a French-organised event. But, they do uh, it for the fund, do they? <laughs> uh, well, the, the French don't do any fundraising at all. It's mm. really the, the, the Brits who, who, who lead in that. And uh, this year, I, I'm, I'm going to be running with... Um, there's 21 of us who are running for Walking with the Wounded. It's, it's good because, you know, with 21 of you together, I'm not going out there and I don't know anybody. Yeah. I've met them all. We've had meetups together. Um, uh, and, and there's an organization behind us, which makes it a little bit easier. Mm. Um, and Walking with the Wounded, all the money that we're raising is going to towards a special project within Walking with the Wounded called Head Start. And it's, uh, it's an unfortunate figure but um one in five of our soldiers who come back from afghanistan and iraq and even though that those wars are finished um what we what's happening is that a lot of them are coming back with mental problems and mental issues and especially the guys who've been injured yeah. in some way um and there's a there's a gap between them being diagnosed with with some form of mental illness and 
actually seeing a specialist and in that gap they can deteriorate mm. so what walking with the wounded do is that they they provide that middle ground working with the nhs to stabilize their condition before they get seen by a practitioner mm. um so it's a real it's a close it's a cause that's close to me because my dad was in the army i was in the army i've got a son serving in the army um and, and and that's why we're raising the money for Walking with the Wounded this year. Mm. And you talked to there about the group of 21. There's some characters in there as well, isn't there? They make you feel, well, crikey, if they can do it, yeah. I can really do this. Uh, absolutely. There's two in particular running this year. Um, one is a guy called Duncan Slater who uh, unfortunately lost both his legs um, in, I think it was in Afghanistan. Uh, and Duncan, a couple of years ago, he walked to the Antarctic with Prince Harry, if you remember that. Yes. Uh, and he's going to be the first person uh, to who who has lost both legs to to compete in the MDS. Uh, and there's another chap who I don't if you remember. There was an iconic photograph when 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 the problems were occurring in Basra when yeah. we first went into Basra and there was a tank and it was on fire and a guy clambering out mm -hmm. of the tank. What you don't see is there is a guy inside that tank still and he got uh, quite severely burnt. But when he left, he decided to take up marathon running and ever since he's done about 98 marathons, this guy. Um, and so that they, they are real part of the core team, you know. Uh, Duncan will have specialists out there to help him, obviously. So if it's hard for us, it's going to be doubly hard for, for someone like Duncan. Be an inspiration, won't it? Huge inspiration. Mm. And, and you know, you can't sit there and complain of the situation <laughs> that you're in when, you know, this guy's running beside you. Huge courage. Um, local businesses, I'm sure, have been helping you. I'm sure you want to thank them for their uh, help because it, this takes money as well, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's you know, the, the insurance to start off with, you know. Um, Neil Lacker, um, Alfredton Insurance, he, he, he paid for that for me. Uh, we've had people like Dave Blount, the estate agents, and uh, Andrew Saunders, um, who've, who've, you know, said they wanted to help in some way and and even the weekend uh, green king have, have asked me to present the match ball just to raise the profile of walking with the wounded yeah. and, and what we're trying to achieve and uh, uh, to my shame it's the first stags game i will have been to this season <laughs> it's and you've been busy running everywhere well it is what, what, see, country, isn't it? well my training program is i will run um uh during the week four times monday monday through to, to Friday, mm. four of those days I will do uh, 10, 12 mile runs. But at the weekends, it's the it's the time that I have to do my longer runs. Yeah. Um, it's it's when I'll I'll do maybe 20 milers on both days, uh, and I, I work on Saturday morning. So my only chance to do it is Saturday <laughs> afternoon. I do try and get back, you know, to, to listen to commentaries and things like that, but. I've had to dedicate my time this year just to this event, you know. If people are out there and they want to donate to it, because it's fantastic what you're doing and it's just superb, what can they do to help you? Uh, well, uh, they, I've, I've set up a, a, a site with uh, Virgin Money Giving, mm. uh, which is the one that we recommended to do with Walking with the Wounded, because Virgin Money are paying for a lot of the places of the guys who are, who are running. They, they contribute an awful lot yeah. to it. And they actually give Walking with the Wounded a lot more money than other giving sites. So if you go to uh, Virgin Money Giving, and if you just type in my name, Chris Vasper, the page will come up and, um, you know, you can, you can donate. It's a fabulous uh, cause. Um, they are brilliant people at Walking with the Wounded. Um, when my mate suggested we run for them and we spoke to them, we realised that they were really very very good people and um we're, we're proud and honored to be running for them great to hear from chris vasper long running stags fan somebody that's yeah. been on well quite literally long running it will be this year um, <laughs> but he's been on uh, sports talk many years down yeah. there as well talking about mental people who don't know without the likes of chris vasper we probably won't be a football club at the moment mm. his, you know his contribution has been as much as that yeah and talking about what he's going to do now this is probably Tremendous, the, the yeah. biggest challenge isn't it oh yeah definitely for his life yeah <laughs> phenomenal the physical challenge you know and he, he lives relatively close to me because i've seen him pounding the streets getting ready <laughs> for want, this you don't feel like joining him, I, I certainly don't <laughs> sweat pouring off him you know yeah. as, as he runs by it's going to be an amazing effort for him as you said for an amazing cause and it just shows you what you can do one night so you, you, we all talk about things shall we do it shall we do it you know mm. a minute later <laughs> he's signed up and you're into it and you can't back out yeah it's the Marathon de Sable it's basically running many many miles in yep. the Sahara Desert day sand dunes day, yeah. and everything it's a very tough very tough thing but Chris is doing it and for a great cause and we'll keep up to date with what Chris is doing here yep. on Mansell 103.2 I think he's popping into the Katie Trinder breakfast show in the week before he goes which is only 
only about yeah. two or three weeks away, so it'd yeah, be great to hear that. hope as many people as possible will give money to him, as you said. Indeed, and you'll see him at the game tomorrow uh, with the match ball. Yeah. Mansilltown against Portsmouth. And Mansilltown is what we're going to talk about next here on Mansilltown 103.2. Another busy old week. Uh, with lots again, going on. Yep. We'll have to talk about Adi Youssef and what's been happening at Cheltenham this week. It's interesting yeah, well, that the, the signs have been exactly, deafening exactly. from the FA this Will week. the FA do anything about those footballers? No. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be a rhetorical <laughs> question, but then you answered it yourself, didn't you? So we're going to have the news now, and then when we come back, we'll start talking. Uh, Mansilltown will also open the phone lines for our ticket competition for the game against uh, Northampton, which is on Easter Monday, which is only a week Monday yeah, yep. away. Easter is only next weekend. This is Sports Talk here on Mansilltown 3.2, and it is two minutes past six. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports talk here at Mansfield. Oh, a bit loud. There we go. Comic. There we go. Louder the better. <laughs> Drown us both out. Everyone across Manchester, Turn it up! Turn it up! We've also got uh, competition uh, opening up shortly for tickets for the game against uh, Northampton Town at the One Core Stadium, which is a week Monday. As well as all that great stag stuff we've got between now and 7 o'clock. And loads to talk about, Tim. An awful lot, once again. When is, when is there nothing to talk about about Mansell Town? <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. But let's start uh, with uh, the action that's been on the pitch, shall we? Uh, Mansell Town fell to their third 1-0 defeat in a row on Saturday. Uh, this time it was at uh, promotion chasers, fellow promotion chasers Bristol Rovers in a game of few chances. Rovers in possession, now onto this near left side. Easter now close to goal, and then his shot as he tried to pull the trigger was denied by Ryan Tamazoli, who got the vital touch to put it behind for the first corner of the afternoon. Tamazoli got there in the nick of time. Ball comes in by Easter, it's deep, clawed away by Shearer, not convincingly. Rovers have it in the penalty area, then it's slapped wide there from eight yards. That's the best chance of the match, and Line scuffed it there. Stags are off the hook. Rovers have had the edge in the first half, but there's been very little in it here. Bristol Rovers nil, Mansfield Town nil. Bowden swings it in with the left boot, a stooping Tavazoli heads away. Rovers pick it up inside the penalty area, shot towards Shearer, which is saved. Montano with the effort there, just inside the Mansfield Town penalty area. It was a low shot straight at the uh, Glaswegian. In comes the corner to the edge of the six-yard area, headed away by Tavazoli. Slam forward wide from 25 yards. The effort there from Mansell, caught it on the volley. It was well hit, but off target. Long ball forward from defence to Easter giving chase. Edge of the Stags box. Watched by Tavazoli. Plays it into midfield. Could be a chance here opening up for Bowden. It's a shot, it's slow. It has to be palmed away by a diving Shearer. He had bodies in his way there, but he got down to it. Pushed it away to the right side. Rover is now building into the box. It's a snapshot over the bar there from the left side of the box by Montano. Rover's retreat. Clements looking for Lamb. Might fall for uh, Rose to Lamb. Lamb shoots over the bar. 15 yards from goal, right side of the penalty area. At least it's an effort on goal for Mansfield, or towards goal rather. Rovers on the attack with Bowden. Cuts in field, but sends it to the far left side. Brown, may he pull the trigger? He does. Comes off the back of Alfay. Sent it to the penalty area. Montano will shoot. Surely a goal it is. It's Taylor. Taylor has scored inside the goal area. It was a low cross from the far left side. Stags looked to see if Taylor was offside. He wasn't. He applied the finish as we pass the hour mark here in Bristol. Collins from Mansfield, the captain. Has Alfay to the right side. This is Alfay. Decent looking crossing. Binsley heads it forward and it's over. Chested down by Rose inside the Bristol Rovers half to Collins. Collins roaming forward here. Collins into the penalty area. He shoots and forces the save of the goalkeeper for the first time in the match. Went on him a roaring run. Ripped the Bristol Rovers defence in two there. And he's shot from 12 yards. Had to be saved by Mildenhall. Pumped forward by Shearer. The referee sounds the whistle for one last time in this match. And Bristol Rovers have beaten Mansfield Town here by a goal to nil. 
And it was a strange game at the Memorial Stadium because it was a very flat game, it yep. seemed, from both sides. And Mansell Which I think it was the previous week, to be yeah. honest, as well. And the Stags created few, very few chances, and boss yep. Adam Murray came out afterwards, was croaking, part with flu and part with, I think he'd been shouting yep. at everybody, uh, saying the players were playing for their livelihoods and he wasn't going to accept very it. Very emotional, sort of, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And we'll find out more of his uh, opinions on that and how he sort of cringed a little bit at it when he re- yeah, re- listened to the interview. Said. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have more about that shortly. But it was it, it wasn't a surprise to, to, to lose at Bristol Rose, but I think what uh, upset fans more than anything was manner. the lack of chances. Exactly, the manner of defeat. Yeah, you, we all know this season has been two main problems. We've probably not scored enough goals, but we haven't created enough chances as well at certain times in the season. Mm. We've had purple patches and purple runs. And also, the biggest thing, in a, a game like that, nondescript, to use a word from earlier, you know, we, we should be getting nil-nils at, at least. Yeah. And I think, is it, uh, made in, I think, like, tw- last 22 games, we've had one clean sheet mm. about Eight that, games yeah. ago, something like that. That's that's why we're slipping away from the playoffs at the moment. For me, not because we're not scoring more goals. I think that's the bigger worry. If you like, we haven't got the confidence or the wherewithal to see games out nil nil mm. when it looks like that's what they're going to be. And we were interested to see what the uh, formation was going to be. Yeah. I couldn't believe that in the hour beforehand, I was, went through about two or three permutations and completely forgot about this Lee Collins playing yeah. in front of the back four that Which Adam, Adam had mentioned about. about a month and that's earlier, hadn't he? That's yeah. right. Yeah, and by all accounts, did very well defensively and. Of course, created probably the best chance of the game for us late on as well when when he went forward. And Matt Green up uh, on his own again up front, and you must. This is what's worry frustrating sometimes. supporters. Yeah. I know Adam Morris says he doesn't like four four two. He thinks it's sort of yesterday's formation, if you like. He said it all season. He, he doesn't want the ball played forward necessarily too quickly. You know, he, he likes to pass the ball around, take control of the game, love the football, if you like. You know, mm. and pull teams out of, out of position. It works to a point at certain times for the Stags. Unfortunately, we don't seem to have an end product when we play like that. No. And that, that's what is frustrating the fans. Well, hopefully the new guy uh, will change that and it'll be a change of formation because it means another body in there. Well, that's probably why it's but will been it, will it be a change of formation? Mm. That's, that's the thing, you know. I mean, many of the fans are saying, yes, we know Adi Yusuf, for instance, comes on as a sub, changes games, but they're sort of saying, well, why not start with him and then bring Beardsley on at half-time as a substitute or play Beardsley for the first half and then Yusuf for all the second half? No, we can't do that for we, another we month, Exactly, no, for the, probably for the rest of the season now. They would like to see two up front, and when he went a little bit more direct a few games ago, we seem to be picking up mm. better results. As soon as we sort of take a foot off the, fo- you know, the gas going forward with more urgency, if you like, the results seem to dry up. Yeah, and uh, coming up now, well, it's two, it's three games, oh, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's Portsmouth, it's Wickham away, Northampton at home that are all coming up now for the Stags. The Stags now five points away from the top seven. Wickham yep. and Leighton Orient, didn't they? Got late wins yep. last Saturday. In midweek, Wickham then got a point at yep. Accrington uh, to put them up there as well. So it is a five-point gap now, yeah. but with ten games to go, that oh, is still em- em- Eminently, yeah. eminently clawback. And to be just like Mansfield Town over the years, to go out tomorrow and be, you know, a top team... I said in recent weeks, they're the sort of games we do well in at home. Mm. They, you know, they're sort of, we raise our game, big atmosphere with the away supporters. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we go out and win tomorrow. Uh, my r- rule of thumb is usually it's a point a game. If you, so, yeah. it's, if it gets above a point a game that you need, then you pretty much add it. So if it's ten point, if we were ten points away with ten yeah. games left, I'd say that's probably no. not. I think at the moment it's certainly if results go away it. tomorrow and they have been doing. Let's be honest, for the last sort of month or so. Yeah. We could be within two points of the playoffs. That you know, that's one game. Mm. You know, I think realistically, it's going to take a tremendous effort because of the quality of teams we're going to be playing against. And I think you've got to be realistic. And I know we, we keep saying it, and some fans don't like it. We've come an awful long way in the last twelve months. The style of football, the infrastructure at the club, the infrastructure on the field, and the way Adam Murray's got them playing, which everybody agrees is much better than it was a, a year ago. You know, we, we're nowhere near relegation battle whereas this time last year we were biting our fingernails so yeah I'm realistic and I hope most of the fans are as well but we just like to be entertained a little bit more please we'll be hearing shortly from the new guy Manny I think we're going to call him from now on <laughs> uh, we've got to hear from him we'll also hear from Adam Murray as well but let's open the phone lines for our ticket competition get a chance to do it uh, earlier on uh, two pairs of tickets to give away uh, to Mansell Town's Easter Monday home game with League 2 leaders Northampton to be in with a chance of winning a pair just tell us the Stag centre back and current captain who signed for Mansfield from Northampton last June call 01623 6 that's 01623 6 uh, before 6.45 so half an hour to get your calls in if you're right you're going to the draw with the winner announced at the end of the show we're back shortly 
Mansfield 103.2 Sport with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. So there was a signing this week. <laughs> Wasn't there, Tim? There was. Yes. The new, the new guy. Yes, the new guy. <laughs> um, how do you? This is how you spell his surname: D I E S E R U V W E. I'm, I'm be interested to know how to say that. Well, let's find out from the man himself. Emmanuel Diasore. Emmanuel Diasore. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to you in ten yep, minutes and find out. If, uh, Sounds if like some sort of dinosaur, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, don't you'll start calling him dinosaur <laughs> if you don't watch it. But yeah, it's called Manny. He's Man- called Manny Diasore, right, yeah. and uh, he's joined uh, this week from Chesterfield on loan. Uh, that means that Murray's bolstered his uh, threadbare front line with the loan signing of the striker. I sat down with Manny. See, I, did, I decided not to say Clever. his full name there. Yep. Uh, just minutes after he joined, and he told me that the deal to bring him to the One Call Stadium was a quick one. Trading on Monday, um, I just uh, got told that. Uh, Mansfield were interested in, in um, taking me on loan and um, I just from there was interested in coming and just uh, to come and to come and get some games obviously um, I spoke to the, to the assistant manager last uh, last night to come in and today and obviously I'm glad to get everything sorted today I suppose it's a case of coming here to get first team football yeah to get first team football and you know um, hopefully help Mansfield you know get over the line and get into the playoff uh, positions and hopefully you know maybe go up at the end of the season you know I just want to come in and do my best for the team and work hard and hopefully get some goals you're not come far just over the M1 from Chesterfield, of course, uh, there's a big rivalry, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there's a big rivalry. You know, football. You know, um, that all gets goes out the window. You know, when um, when, when you get on the pitch. So hopefully, I can come here and just um, help the team and help the you know help them get, get up the league and get into the last playoff position. Uh, talk, talk about your time at Chesterfield. You've been finding it difficult to get in the first team there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of competition at uh, Chesterfield, so um, it's been a bit difficult to like uh, stake my claim this year with um, the likes of people like Lee Novak and Sylvan Ebanks Blake um, in the team. So obviously, I've just been biding my time. Hopefully. Um, uh, see if I could get a few games there but that hasn't happened so this opportunity has come around and I took it with both hands and hopefully I can do my best here What sort of player are you because people look at you I mean you're six foot five you're a, you're a tall unit yeah. are you a target man or are you good with the ball at your feet what sort of uh, striker are you? Uh, I like to think I'm an, I'm an all-round striker you know I like to um, run in behind and like target, be a target man as well and hopefully score some goals as a striker that's the, the most important thing isn't it you know and that's where you get that's where you get paid the money Yeah, and you'll be working alongside Matt Green up front a player who has done a lot, hasn't it, in his uh, his career so far? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I've um, just on um, being told that the Mansfield are interested. I had a look at some of the games, and I've seen that he's, uh, he looks very lively and he looks like a good player. And hopefully, I can um, combine with him uh, well on Saturdays. Yeah, and uh, talk about yourself as well. You're a Leeds lad, aren't you? Born in Leeds? Yeah, born in Leeds. Yeah. Were you a Leeds fan when you were growing up? Uh, no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. No. Who, who were you a fan of? Uh, I'm just a fan of football. Just like football yeah, in general. I, like football. No, yeah. I don't really support anybody. Yeah. You know. But you ended up going to Sheffield Wednesday. As, yeah. as a youth player how did that happen? Um, well I just um, got a trial for Barnsley first of all and then Sheffield Wednesday picked me up from there and I was there as a scholar and then uh, spent two years there as a pro and made a move to Chesterfield and as my second year pro and, and that's the rest is history yeah a few loan spells away whilst you've been in uh, Wednesday and at Chesterfield yeah yeah I went to Fleetwood and Hyde and um, that's while I was a bit younger so um, I was still like you know learning the game and stuff like that so it was a bit difficult for me but I'm, I'm starting to you know um, get a bit more experience and hopefully I can play a few more games towards the end of the season and get some more experience and get some goals on my CV yeah you seem very keen and eager to just get out there and play week in week out now yeah um, well obviously I've spoke to the manager and he's um, he seems like a very hungry manager so I just want to like you know repay him and work hard for the team and just you know do my best for the club and with Mansfield close to the playoffs as well there is a possibility of going for a playoff push yeah it looks likely you know and you know anything can happen like like football changes just like that so um, with a few wins you can we can find ourselves in the playoff positions and hopefully maybe at the end of the season going to Wembley yeah I suppose the fact as well it is Mansfield and it's close to Chesterfield there's not really a lot of upheaval either do, wait, wait, do you live close by uh, I live in Sheffield yeah, yeah. yeah so it's not too difficult to commute is it uh, no not too bad no yeah. no so you're going to be have you met the, the players yet or are you going to be doing that next uh, no the gaffer told me that they're coming in at uh, half 11 so I think after this I'll go down and get some kit and go meet the players in the dressing room what's the feeling at this moment in time is it um, nervousness or is it a bit of excitement there you know I think it's 
a bit of everything, do you know what I mean? You're just um, anxious to get started and to see what's um, what's going to happen and see what happens in, in the game. So I'm just, um, I'm raring to go. Yeah, and want to prove yourself to, to everybody that you, you can do it. Uh, yeah, definitely. You've got That's one thing you've got to make a name for yourself and, and hopefully I can do this here at Mansfield. Yeah, Saturday it's a home to Portsmouth, the side that are up there in the in the playoff position as well. They'll yeah. bring about, they'll bring a few thousand to the ground as well. It should be a decent atmosphere for you to make your debut, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully I, um, I can make my debut on Saturday and it'd be nice to score, yeah, if it was a nice atmosphere, it'd be, it'd be nice, yeah. Are you still needing match fitness or have you been playing quite regularly recently in the reserve or other football? Yeah, I've been playing a few reserve games, but there's nothing like um, a first team game to, you know, the tempo's a lot quicker and you just, I just hopefully I can um, give as much as I can with a uh, last, I don't know, 60, I'll come on for the last 30, you know, I'll just give my best and hopefully, um, you know, um, to get a goal or so and help the team. That was Manny... Diasore. Hey! <laughs> First time. Hey, well done, well yeah. done. I, I, when I saw that he was coming from Chesterfield and you looked at his career stats yep. and there was no goals next to his name, I thought, crikey, I know what's going to happen here. The, the criticism's going to come, oh, he's from Straight Chesterfield away, yeah. and oh, he hasn't scored a goal. But... You've got to give the lad a chance, haven't you? Exactly, yeah. And we've seen over the years, haven't they, people who haven't scored goals have come here and actually scored goals. And it could be that he's the sort of player Matt Green's been waiting for. Huge you know. unit, six foot five tall. Exactly, you know, yeah. you know, you look at Matt Reed, and he was the best supplier, if you like, for Matt Green. I know playing a different style of football at the time and presumably we won't be going back to that, but it could could just be the spark for Matt Green. Yeah, and you listen to him as well. He's just desperate to get playing. Exactly, isn't he? he wants to play. He's obviously going when he gets out on the pitch, he's obviously going to show the urgency. Mm because he wants to impress. Who knows, you know, it could, it could be a long-term thing if, if he proves a hit here. Yeah, Adam Murray says he's been watching him and he knew him from Sheffield Wednesday. Yep. He's somebody he's tracked for a few years. Uh, he said he's scored a lot of goals in reserves football this season, so perhaps the no-goal tally is a little bit of a, a, a misnomer. And also the fact that Paul Cook was one, was the player was the manager that signed him, and Paul Cook, Paul Cook's, you know, great well, manager and knows his players, most doesn't definitely. he? definitely, and Adam Murray quite rightly says Paul Cook is the best manager at this level, and mm. he's been there and done that, and there's no doubt about that and if he rates him then what you know who, who are we to say he's, he's no good be interesting playing him tomorrow because of course Paul Cook will know exactly Diasura, yeah. won't he and know exactly what he's about and what yeah. he'll do so it'll be interesting to see what role he gets tomorrow against Portsmouth knowing Adam Murray in the past if you like you know you take nothing for yeah, mm. granted unpredicted but you'd expect him to be substitute wouldn't you I know some fans have been saying that they've been disappointed with the, the signings January onwards that they haven't really settled in have they Kavanagh's one Baxendale I think Baxendale uh, is unfortunate in the sense mm. that yeah, I think he's played pretty well in most of the games he's been featured in but of course his first game he, he lit it up if you like and scored yeah. a good goal and he's not been able to reach quite those heights Kavanagh is a strange one really he's not really had much of a chance well, wasn't it, it, it seemed it, strange bringing yeah. him in in the first well, wasn't place wasn't it I did I think that, that, that Adams wanted to play more football yep. and then when those guys came in he suddenly he went switched, for a more direct right. style yep. didn't he they, they don't fit do they that's, that's right the very strange but I still think Baxendale can fit into that and mm. the last couple of home games for me he switched from left to right you know, been given a bit of a free roll at times and he's looked dangerous, and I, I like him. Well, we'll find out what happens with uh, Manny Diasore. <laughs> for the rest of the show uh, see how he does it tomorrow you can follow it here on rival coverage on Mantle 103.2 we'll get team news at around about 2 o'clock in Saturday sport the programme uh, begins at 1 but let's hear from Mansell Town boss Adam Murray now shall we he admitted in the Stags press conference earlier this week that his post-match interview following the Bristol Rowers defeat in which he blasted the players saying it was an acceptable performance at the Memorial Stadium warning them that they were playing for their careers was a bit OTT looking back I've decided that um I'm never doing press after a game again. <laughs> I'm way too emotional. Um, I was just going to ask you about that because, of course, you, you came out and you, you laid into the players. Let's be fair yeah. about that. Uh, when you look back at it, did, were you too strong or do you still stand by what you said? The, the thing is, is I'm that. What people don't see is I'm that close to the players. Our relationship. There won't be many players in that changing room that have had a, a relationship with a manager like they have with me. We're um, we're very very close. Um, whatever I say to anybody else, I say to them. Um, and uh, the, uh, there is a big point that they have to step up, do you know what I mean? We've all got to be better. Um, I mean, I listened back to my press last night and it probably came across, um, I don't like any of them, you know. <laughs> That's not true, I, I love them all and they, they've been fantastic. And it's, um, I think it, it's more frustration than, than anger at them because I know how good they are. And when I, I see them at times not uh, fulfilling their their potential and, and what's in the group it, it, it's frustrating because I know I see it day to day um, I see the the eagerness and the willingness to 
to work for this football club and you don't very often get to see that I've been in a lot of teams and um, there's not very often that you get to see uh, an actual pride in wearing the shirt and, and we've got that here with these players and, and I would never question that so they, they know I love them they, they know that um, we, we're, we're very tight probably too tight too close at times um, but that's the way I work um, heart on my sleeve and, and that won't change um, I probably just need to cool down a little bit. But it's always great because we always moan about managers and players re- just reading off a, a sheet and saying the same things. You come out and say things as they are and it's, it's refreshing in a lot of ways. I'm glad it's refreshing for you. <laughs> Even my missus sat there was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, like, I can't help it. <laughs> no, it's, um, I'm an emotional guy. Um, I get angry, I get sad um, and I show it. I can't help but show it. Um, I do it to the players um, I do it to everybody that comes across me whether it's good or bad but um, yeah it, it's, it's a learning curve for me Jason you know I mean it's um, I'm 34 years old I'm not uh, I'm not going to say I know everything because I don't um, but I'm learning quickly I'm having to learn rapidly um, and I think the team's learning quickly it's uh, we know what we've got to do to be a, a better team um, I really am proud of what this, this group's done so far and, and the frustration that gets me is I still know there's a lot left in the tank and Yes, we need um, we need some tweaks. We need to change little bits and bobs moving forward. Um, and these boys might need a little bit of help, but we, we all need help. And um, at, at some stage in our, our life or our career, we, we all need help. And um, if we do try and bring somebody in, it's not it's not us turning around saying these players aren't good enough or that's far from it because they've shown that they're more than good enough. But sometimes. Um, Everybody needs that that extra tool or that that extra piece of the jigsaw to help them, um, and I think that's where we are. We've in all three of the games that we've lost um, recently. Uh, it's hard to take because we've been more than in every game. Um, Newport should have got some out of that game. The Oval should have won that game, um, and Saturday two top teams in the league going for it, and they they just had that X factor on the day. Um, I do think we're suffering with a little a little bit of lack of belief which I said on Saturday Um, this group of players is very very good I'm not going to go away from that but they've got to believe how good they are and how good they can be Um, it's not over Um, the team knows it's not over I know it's not over Um, so we've got to keep fighting that was Adam Murray there speaking on Monday before he brought in Manny Diasore. Yeah, indeed. And so uh, <laughs> it was interesting to hear that, his thoughts of his post-match interview, because it was a very emotional, yeah, passionate interview again. But that's Adam Murray all over, isn't yeah. it? He is emotional, he is passionate. He does shoot from the hip at times. And he says, I might not do it again. I might not do press interviews yeah. again. <laughs> we want him to do them, don't we? We not, all want to hear from him. him. Yeah, yeah. fans nowadays, you know, from whatever club, want to hear from the manager. They want to know what they're thinking, you know, what, mm. the, what the plans are. Yes, we know at times Adam Murray tries to throw other managers off the scent <laughs> by say, saying one or two things in the press that, you know, probably aren't going to come true. Yeah. But, you know, we love him for it in yeah. some ways. And as I said in there, it's refreshing in, in a time oh, when yes, you've got definitely. so much media control yeah. at clubs that you've got someone like Adam Murray yeah. that will come out and, and be a bit different. You watch his press, co- well, the press conference yeah, start with him, you just never know what you're exactly. going to get with Adam. you know, he can throw you a curveball as an interviewer, can't <laughs> Very often, he? Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. You know, and he, his raised eyebrows can set you off uh, laughing or whatever. You know, he'll give a, you know, what he looks like a ridiculous answer, if you like, just to throw you he off. He was moaning last week that he couldn't eat his Yorkshire puddings uh, <laughs> for his Sunday dinner because he was trying to find a, a player to come in. And he yeah. said, he said room Yorkshire puddings were cold by the time <laughs> I'd done. He was on, a, on, yeah. on the phone to somebody. So, will, yeah. will it just be the one player coming in? Of course, because well, we, you know, we were told in the week, or it seemed to be there were going to be two. Wouldn't mm. be surprised. Well, we'll give a little clues. Aren't we? Premier League side, yep. uh, someone that's been regular in under twenty ones. Apart yep. from that, we know very little. So, we're expecting this to be another two o'clock job tomorrow I afternoon. Think so. if it's happening. Yeah, and if if it happens, I, you know, because I do know that players have turned them down this week already. Mm. But if this one happens, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts mm. and Manny. <laughs> the the Asore <laughs> yeah. is a substitute. Yeah, but well, that's just my thinking. We'll find out at around about 2 o'clock here on Mansfield 103.2. When we come back on this sports talk, we'll be hearing from Stag striker Matt Green. A uh, rare chance to hear from him. In fact, uh, when I met him, it was the first time I met him since he'd seen That's right, yeah. He's sort of kept away from the limelight. He yeah. has a lot, but uh, it was great to speak to him. We'll talk to him very, very shortly. Uh, don't forget, we've got our ticket competition as well. Two pairs of tickets to give away uh, to Mansell Town's Easter Monday home game with League Two leaders at Northampton. Now, I've been told off already because I've said it's. Uh, <laughs> which Stag's centre-back and captain who signed for Mansfield in the summer
Palmer uh, came from Northampton. And so, well, he's not been a centre back. He certainly wasn't in the last game, was he? So, but he is a centre back. But he has been primarily a centre back. Yeah. But uh, recently, he played in a brand new role. Who is it? 01623 Call us before 6.45. And if you're right, you're going to the draw uh, with the winner announced at the end of the show for your chance to win one of those two pairs of tickets. When we come back, we've got the weekly prize draw winners and Matt Green. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 and let's have this week's Mansfield Town Weekly Prize draw results sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. 14 prizes this week. You can get a full list uh, if you miss any of them on the club's official website mansfieldtown.net. Starting with a bottle of wine courtesy of Mansfield Manor Hotel goes to 380. That's Bob Reynolds. A bottle of wine courtesy of the Mansfield Mobility Centre. 61 the winning ticket Linda Brewer. Free round of golf for one person at Mansfield Golf Club goes to 1121. That's Spud. A Mansfield Town Football in the Community Voucher 19 ADT. Family Pass for Water Meadows in Mansfield at 171. That's M. Fearon. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull in Mansfield. 4740. Derek Banner. A meal for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield. 517. That's Colin Belcher. Two bar meals at the King's Arms Pop Inn in Mansfield. 1702. That's Dennis Hallam. Sunday lunch, which is two courses for two people at the Lakeside in Plesley. 1228. Karen's won that. Well done, Karen. £20 at meal voucher in the Crown an Anchor Barn Restaurant in Mansfield 526 Pete Paling £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's in Sutton in Ashfield and in Mansfield as well 1231 Simon Ralphs Mill for 2 voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar 829 Paula Hines 2 match day tickets goes to 153 LLA Swadon L and the first prize this week is £150 and that goes this week to ticket number 415 and that's Jake Orsop that's won that this week well done Jake you've won the £150 to claim your prize simply call in at the Stags at Ticket Office you must have your winning ticket when you go there or else you will not get your prize and you can call 01623 482482 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week more details on the club's official website as well mansfieldtown.net that's this week's Mansfieldtown weekly prize draw results sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre Sports talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Shortly we'll have Morris's Minute Mo. We've not even asked him yet what it's about, so it'll all be a massive mystery. Shh, don't say anything, Tim. Mouth is shut. Uh, sports talk predictor as well. We'll find out how myself and Tim and Trevor, our random number generator, have done uh, when predicting last week's football scores. But let's hear from Mansfield Town striker uh, Matt Green. He'll be one of those delighted with the loan signing of Manny Diasori. Uh, it will give him some help up front. And speaking as the news was announced of his signing, Green says it was a positive move by the club. I think it'll be uh, a big boost to the, boost to the team and um, it'll be a real handful and an outlet for the team and something that I think that uh, we could do with right now. It's been a bit frustrating up there, hasn't it, in the last few weeks? Yeah, it has. You know, um, you know, I always um, give my all for the team and uh, uh, do my best, but sometimes you just got to sort of, you know, realise that you need a, a bit of a helping hand. And um, I think this this uh, Manny Manny player could be a, a good asset to us. Yeah, and for yourself, I mean, you've been, you played the lone front man for a, a lot lot of spells this uh, this season as well, and that's something that's not you're not quite used to, is it? Uh, it's something that I've done. Um, for for a long time, you know, but I think you know at this this level of football, uh, at times it's not as effective. So um, you know, I'm excited to sort of get going now and hopefully uh, build a partnership, uh, just like I have done with the other strikers here. So what will you do today then when you meet? Will you go purposely go and speak to him and and try and you know get get a bit of a rapport going? Um, I think it just happened naturally. I mean. Um, all, all, you know the strikers that we got here um, they're, they're, they're good players as well so it's not something that's going to have to be forced you know um, it, it'll obviously have to get his way into the team and um, and, and, and prove himself and uh, and and prove that we can that he can be effective for the team and I've got no doubt that he'll be able to do that and we're welcoming him with open, arm, open arms yeah yeah and for the, the side as well a little bit of a, a drop in results recently but still within touching distance of the playoffs so that must give some confidence of course I mean we, what was it 10 games 30 points so there's still 30 points to play for um, you know it's, it's, it's hard to keep faith sometimes when you when, when we've lost a couple of games but uh, the changing room still very much so has a lot of 
belief and uh, everyone you know around the club hopefully does as well mm. uh, Bristol Rovers was the last game as well it was a game of very few chances for both sides wasn't it yeah it was it was a tough scrappy game to be honest and um, it was small margins why, why we lost the game and it has been the last few games you know but it comes comes round and round, uh, swings and roundabouts and we, we've come away with last minute winners this season so you know if, if, if this is part of the process and we're going to have some success at the end of it then perfect Portsmouth at home here on Saturday as well these are always big games because of the size of Portsmouth yeah you know it's, it's going to be a big game big crowd um, points on the line and um, we, it's, it's going to be a massive game yeah and uh, I think every game from now to the end of the season is there mm. uh, and for yourself as well are you getting used to playing a full season again because of course for the last two years that's not been the case has it been difficult to get yourself back into that groove um, yeah I mean I was I went I was out for sort of yeah two years but I was getting trained by you know a championship club and um, I feel in peak <coughs> condition and, and peak fitness so um, there's no issues there now but obviously at the start you do question whether you can sort of keep playing and, and play 42 games but I don't even think about it now and I'm, I'm happy to be uh, racking the minutes up yeah, I suppose that's the thing for you this season after those two years of, I'm sure it must have been just so frustrating for you to be able to be able to get a full season under your belt again yeah it would do me the world of good getting this season underneath my belt um, because psychologically you know you are going to question yourself when you've been out for so long but there's nothing to question anymore and hit the back of the net and you know I've, I've done the things and tick the boxes personally at times um like I should have been and again it's just improvement improving now the one thing I always find amazing about you is you've got a one in three career uh, sort of uh, goal scoring uh, record and you've managed to keep maintaining that you always seem to be consistent with that yeah it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do because you know from the start I've played on the wing and I've played various positions and there's been times where I haven't been playing in teams so to do that from the age of 19, 18 when I broke on into the to the game and to, to maintain a one and three um, is, is you know it's not bad at all um, but me being me I'd always want to improve and do better so would you like one in two well, that'd be yeah that, that's where I'd like to see myself but like I say I'm still making up for sometimes years where I, where I was playing in different positions and times where I wasn't playing and getting consistent games so it, like I say it's a process and if I can if I can um, get the get the goals to make it one and two then I'll be a lot lot more happier of course you're back here for your second spell was there any point when, when it looked like the move was on where you thought you know as people say never go back mm. was, was there ever any doubt in that in your mind do you think um, well the fact that I didn't entertain many other clubs the fact that um, I signed within three weeks of the season finishing um, I think sort of shows where my head was at I had no doubt um, I wanted to come back here and, and, and hopefully help Stags take it to the next level um, like I did previous so nothing's changed there at all you, you never thought oh, not because the first time was, was brilliant wasn't it yeah. 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 and it's always going to be difficult to live up to isn't it a little bit yeah it is especially now it's a totally different level of football and there's uh, a lot more um, you know the song games and a lot more you know videos etc that go out so Yes, it's always going to be hard to replicate that, but I've never lost faith, I've never lost belief, and um, it's, I do 100% believe that it's going to go back to those times, and it's just about being patient and sticking with it right now. It's all about squad unity as well. We had that in the Championship winning side, and it feels like it's there again this season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been there from, from the start of the season. Um, been there you know totally from, from the moment I walked in um, you've got men there you've got, you've got big characters and we bounce off each other and um, it's, it's, it's only us that are going to you know be able to get the results and uh, obviously the great work that the manager's doing listening to, listening to him and taking, taking it all on board and, and growing as a team as well and you know the fans they're, they're difficult to please at times aren't they does that make you better as a player as well because they're always demanding 100% from you aren't they yeah of course and you know rightly so um, they, they, they pay the money to come in and, and, and watch us so you know their expectations has, has got to be high but uh, you know when you look at the stats and you 
you look at the statistics throughout um, Mansfield Town's history, we're in a very good place. Um, and if we can keep building as a team and um, and the fans staying behind us and growing with us, then there's no reason that everyone can be very happy at the end of it all. Uh, Fan, let's talk about one of your your, t- your teammates, Ali Youssef. I mean, he's in a ba- ban at the moment. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on, on that? Are you having to pick him up and sort of you know, cuddle him a little bit at the moment? I just think he's very unfortunate. I think he's just been very unlucky. Um, it was a time where he was probably going to sort of you know, get his chance and, and play and uh, something like this has sort of taken the rug underneath his feet a little bit. So yeah, he does need an arm around him now and, and, and picked up because he just wants to do well for the team and score goals just like any other striker. And the good thing about him is he's got time on his hands. He's 24 and he's proven that he's doing it in the football league. So, um, you know, he, he's just got to be patient right now. And like I say, he's got good players around him and experienced players that will be able to help him through this. Yeah, interesting that we talked about Adi Youssef and there's been all this, what's been happening at Cheltenham where uh, I think what's happened yeah. there with some players uh, considering what they were doing, what was it? Sort of, you Urinating know. in public well, and, then, and then into, into you know, beer glasses if you like and then throwing it over the balcony for the people below to mm. have it on their heads. And so Adi Youssef gets a, a five-match ban for, uh, you know, going behind the stand and yeah. uh, uh, sort of having a, having a wee, as we yeah. would like to call and, it. And doing as he was told. Yeah, and yeah, doing as he was told that Outside and everyone, yeah. and yet now we've got these uh, these three, weren't there? There were three players, yep. and we're waiting to see what the FA say about this. That's it, right. They'll probably say it's not their jurisdiction mm. because it didn't happen during a game, or whatever. A lo- load of rubbish. And it's interesting. One of the clubs, I forgot, was MK Don this week, came out and said, "We find him. That's the end <laughs> of the matter." No, it's not the end of the matter. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, I'm not one for bringing police into things, but, you know, if I did what they'd done outside a pub tomorrow night, walking home from Mansell Town Centre, I'd be arrested. Mm. So why haven't they been arrested and charged? Well, we've had nothing from the FA. There's been no comment yep. whatsoever about it. And does Mansell have a case here? If... if there's nothing comes from the FA on this. You say, well, this adds to the, the unfairness oh, of what has happened to Adi Youssef. I know we always think oh, our club gets harshly treated at times. Mm. In this instance, we have been harshly treated. As we said last week, and has been written about during the week as well by other people, players who commit racial abuse and violence on the field have got less than yeah. the five-match ban. Yeah. Well, we will wait and see. We'll, I don't think we'll hold our breaths no. <laughs> and, and see what happens with that as well. But I know they've all, they've all apologised and, and done all the usual stuff, yeah. haven't they? I think. They should have done it in the first place, yeah. And they yeah. were in public in full view of everybody and obviously the photographs were taken. So, <laughs> they were, you know, it, what, what were they thinking? Why? Yeah. Too much hijinks. It was hijinks. Well, hijinks. And once again, it's, it's a sad fact for, for me. People in this country can't hold mm. the drink. It's as simple as that. That could have been your Morris's Minute Moan. It but, could it's, have been. but it's not. And it's, this is going to be Morris's Minute Moan. Morris's Minute Moan. I don't totally agree with him. It's just down to greed. Oh, dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene. It's a disgrace. Some people just moan for the sake of it. And they do indeed. <laughs> Don't they, Tim Morris? <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> 60 seconds to talk about something that's been getting uh, up your back or your back up or whatever yeah. in the world of sports, starting now. Right, I know this surfaced a couple of weeks ago, but I couldn't let it pass without comment. So, the so-called Big Five clubs, the likes of Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal, have again been uh, accused of discussing a possible breakaway from this country to form some sort of closed-shop European Super League. Now, love or loathe these clubs, we need them in our domestic league competition. And anyway, what's the point of a competition or a league without promotion or relegation? Money, of course, as if these four don't need enough and don't get enough from FA rights, rip-off admission prices... ITV, sponsorship deals, etc. Where has the latest idea come from? America. An American, of course. You know, where they love their sporting competitions without relegation. He's already started his own pre-season tournament, the International Champions Cup. Fair enough, let him get on with it. But as soon as he extends into detracting from European league competitions, surely that's going to kill the golden goose that football has become. The elite of Europe, who qualify for the Champions League each year, say the weakness of their own domestic competitions, they want top-quality opposition. They're not going to get it now. Well, talking about breakaway leagues, I think the, th- the fact was, and I think everyone said that it was a bit misleading, that they weren't actually talking about a breakaway league. They were talking about changes to the Champions League format and, and things like that. They weren't, uh, they weren't talking about that's breakaways, they, and they, they, would they, never say, they would never 
think about that yeah. is what was the they've response to the defence. Yeah. yeah, but of course they've talked about it previously and no doubt they were talking about that despite what they say. This American guy wants a competition with European clubs involved, no relegation, you know, so he, you know, you're guaranteed TV rights, etc, mm. etc, et more money. It's not going to happen, hopefully, because, you know, enough people... Well, it'd become stagnant, wouldn't it, after exactly. a while? Exactly. Those sort of competitions don't work. You've got to have relegation. And anyway, what about the fans? We want, as Mansfield Town fans, to aspire to one day doing, say, what Leicester did or what Wimbledon did over the years, rising yeah. up the divisions. It might become be remote, one but of it's the still big there. Yeah. It's your dream. Mm. How can you have a competition without that dream? The fans will just lose interest. Well, I think you see is the fact that ratings for the European Champions League this year and for the Europa yeah. League have not been great. No, you know, I, 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 not I through really, the roof. I rarely watch it. Mm. And particularly, and I understand some of the uh, Barcelona's, whatever, saying in the opening rounds, they're playing nondescript teams and that means they're not filling their own stadium. That's the well, point of the competition, exactly, isn't it? Exactly. You've got to give the minnows, in quotes, a chance from these other countries to mm. take part. Mm. Yeah, why can't you play Barcelona? Yeah, well, who do they think they are? They can only play the likes of Bayern Munich or Juventus or Man United. Can you remember the European Cup and UEFA Cup in the 1970s? You used to have great t- ties against exactly. Finnish sides and Algerian yeah. sides and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And they were all in there on a level playing field, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, I know you've got to seed things to a point. Mm. You know, like if you've got the World Cup, you know, it probably does make sense in the opening stages of the World Cup to make sure that all your top teams aren't in one group and they all get knocked out but you've got to give the lower teams some, you know, something to dream about something to aspire to but it's shown and what this season has shown that it's still there isn't Look it got Leicester, Leicester. Exactly. and West Ham have got a chance of getting a Champions League spot as well exactly. if they keep going yeah. so fantastic stuff yeah well, why, would, they be den- would they be denied you know, European competition Where if you did that where would the cutoff point come mm. Well, Leicester wouldn't get it, would they? No, exactly. You know, would it be one year? You know, if you're in the top, whatever, mm. one year you're in it, and if you were one place off, but that well, would be they it. said that these teams said that it wasn't going to happen. They weren't talking about it, so I believed them. Of course, you did. I believed <laughs> them. All right, let's move on, shall we? Final part of the show. So, we'll talk sports tour predictor now. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Where every week we have four games, four football matches. Myself and Tim. And a random number generator just plucks numbers out of the air. Trevor, as uh, we try and see who's best at uh, predicting sporting results. Uh, last week, at uh, one point, so if you get the uh, score right, uh, the result right, if you get the score right itself, you get three yep. points. Uh, I got two points uh, from last week because I said that Sheffield Wednesday would win at Forest and that uh, Notts County would lose at Yeovil. You got a point because you said Notts County yep. would lose at Yeovil. And Trevor got uh, two points as well because he said Notts County would lose at Yeovil <laughs> and Shybrook Town would lose in their game against Hull United, yeah. which is what they did uh, in the end. End there. So let's get Trevor started up, shall we? Four games again uh, this week. Uh, the scores so far, I've got 74. Uh, Tim, you're on 69. Uh, Trevor is on 68. So it's very, very close. And I know again that you were... Um <laughs> You've forgotten your predictions again, I am, just, you? just trying to rack my brains, yeah. You, you sent them to me earlier on in the week. I will yeah. let you know what they are Very as we go through. Don't worry. Hello, Trevor. Hello. All right, let's go through these quickly. Posh Trevor. Running out of time. Posh Trevor is still here, doing very, very well. Uh, first of all, Derby County against uh, Nottingham Forest. It is the big derby at lunchtime uh, tomorrow. Trevor, what do you think? Nil. One. Ooh, one nil win to Forest. I say uh, three one to Derby County. Tim? 1-1. One, one. Oh, you've gone sat firmly on the Sitting fence. Sitting on the fence, yeah. With that one. But no uh, doubt Forrest will win. <laughs> Mansell Town against Portsmouth. going to start with you, Tim, because yours is sacrilege. It is, I know. I, I just think, you know, Portsmouth, having lost last week, they're not going <laughs> to lose two on the trot, and I'm, I'm going to reverse psychology, we're going to lose 3-1. <laughs> You are desperate for the points as well now, aren't you? That's what you're going to think. I've got to go for something yep. different here. Uh, what do you think, Trev? 1-2. Well, he says 2-1 uh, to Portsmouth, I say 1-1. One, one. Sitting Sitting on on fence. Fence now. <laughs> uh, Rainwood's Miners Welfare against Bridlington Town. Interesting non-league game at Kirkington Road tomorrow. Yeah. I've gone 2-3, Tim. 2-1. 2-1 to Rainworth. Yes. And what do you think, Trevor? 4-0. Four. 4-0 nil. Four nil to Rainworth. He likes his four goals. Yeah, Trevor, Gordon Foster, yeah. our reporter, will be loving that That's one. Right. Uh, and Manchester City against Manchester United, the big derby uh, in the Premier League uh, this weekend. Uh, I've gone 2-0. Uh, Trevor, 2-0 uh, to Manchester City, that is. Uh, what have you gone for, Trevor? 2-4. Four. 4-2 four, to Manchester United. And Tim? 
Uh, another sit on the fence time. <laughs> one one. One one. Well done. We'll wait and see Let how we do. Yeah. Uh, well, not this week. Not ne- not next week. I should say. No, it's Good Friday. It's Good Friday next week. So goodbye, Trevor. Goodbye. So we're back in two weeks' time uh, because there is a game next Friday. The Stags are away at Wickham Wanderers. That's right. Yeah. And there'll be exclusive commentary of that here on Manchester One Hundred Three Point Two. And uh, we've also got the Northampton home game on Easter Monday. We've been giving tickets away uh, for that. We asked you which uh, centre back. Well, he's played centre back <laughs> at certain points throughout <laughs> the season. And his captain uh, who came to the Stags from Northampton. It was Lee Collins. Well done to Terry Mumford from Forest Town and Martin Bagley from Mansfield. Uh, you have won the tickets for that, and we'll let you know how to get those shortly. Uh, finally, Tim, so you think uh, Portsmouth will win tomorrow? In, in, the, in the predictor, yes. <laughs> but as I said at the start, top of the show, it'd be just like Mansfield Town to go out and win something like 3 0, raise the game, terrific atmosphere. The next two home games are going to be really, really terrific. Well, let's, let's hope so. Let's hope so. And you can follow it all the way here if you can't make it to the One Call Stadium on Saturday Sport from 1 here on the home of the Stags, Mansfield 103.2. And that's us coming towards the end of this Sports Talk programme. Thanks, Tim. We'll see you in a fortnight's time. Yeah, happy Easter to you. Yes, and when we're back, it's British summertime as well. Spring will, will certainly uh, be in the air. That's a good thing.